Think about that, okay? And let's move along here. This is just review. I wasn't supposed to stop that long. His throne is a throne of grace. His promises are the word of grace. His spirit is the spirit of grace. He is the God of all grace, and he giveth more grace. These are all scriptural sayings in the Bible. Now, we learn that grace, though it is free, is not cheap. I know that you can understand this if you have children, because sometimes children think that money grows on trees. No parent has ever said that in this place, right? You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, he became poor, that through his poverty you might be rich. The cost of grace. We talked about the source of grace, now we're going to talk about the cost of grace. While I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. Grace cost me nothing. It didn't cost you anything. The grace that saved you, no man stood before you and said, now if you'll deliver unto me X amount of dollars, you can be saved. You came the same way that I did. Someone told you about the love of God and the grace of God and that salvation was free and you came and you received. Didn't cost you a dime, but it cost the Savior everything. And that's what we're going to talk about right now for a few minutes, the cost of grace. He was rich, we said. He is rich. Now we're going to say he became poor. His poverty has nothing to do with material things. In fact, the scripture in 2 Corinthians 8 9, the verb there that is used when it talks about he became poor, it means or refers to his renunciation and humiliation when God became man. The creator took upon himself the form of the creature. Now that's poverty, and we're going to talk about more of it in just a minute. It gets... The poverty goes even deeper than that. And that is, Jesus permanently united dust and deity. What is deity? Deity is God, the divine nature. He united dust. Who's dust? Raise your hand. From dust you were made, and unto dust you will go. Your body, anyway. Your soul, your spirit will go to live with God. But God, when he came from heaven, Jesus, when he came from heaven, he laid aside his divine nature and he, in a sense, he, he restricted his powers and he took upon himself the form of the dirt that he had made man out of. He united permanently. Jesus still has a human body. He always will. Think about that. I can understand how dust would want to become deity, but I cannot understand how deity would want to become dust. How would you like to go back and live the life of a child again? How many of you like to do that? One, you don't count. Two, well, I don't know about you. Three, you must have had a good childhood. Things must be pretty rough right now. Seriously, how many of you like to go back to the third grade? Raise your hand. What is, you guys are young. Is life that bad? I mean, uh, the sum total of all of your ages couldn't be more than, what, 60, 70 at the most? And they want to go back to third grade. It would be like for you and I this morning to go back to third grade. What age would that be, Alan? Third grade. What age would that be? Help me here. Nine years old. Eight years old. Okay. So here we go. Ryan and Lonnie and Adam, you are nine years old now. You are nine years old. You no longer have a driver's license. That's out of here. You don't have a paycheck because you don't have a job. Furthermore, you're in bed at 9 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> and you got homework 
mm-hmm, and chores. And yet, even though you're nine years old and mommy and daddy are telling you when to get up and when to sit down, and you go to school and the teachers and the principals are telling you when to spit and when to think and what to think, you still have all the knowledge that you've got right now. You know everything that you know right now. And you just show up in that classroom and decide to show off and, and show that teacher up and see how fast you go to the principal's office. Because you see, you just said you wanted to go back to the third grade. You volunteered to go back to the third grade. And bes besides that, we're going to put them little short pants on you too. And little bow tie. And little dunce hat. And little lunch pail. And there ain't going to be no submarine sandwich in that lunch pail. It's bologna and cheese. Are you getting this yet? And you know all that you know, but now you're nine years old. This is deity becoming dust. This is God becoming man. He grew up naturally. Yes, he did. He didn't know it all as a baby, but at, we know at, at, the, uh, at, the, at the temple in Jerusalem, at his, at, at his uh, circumcision, at his dedication, he knew who he was at that age, and that was uh, for Jewish, that is what, 12 or 13? 12 years old, he knew he was the son of God. I dare say he knew it before that. He could not step out on the stage at 12 years old and say, I'm the son of God, and I think I want to be priest, high priest. He couldn't even impress his own brothers and sisters. They didn't believe in him. Even when he began his ministry, they didn't believe he was the son of God. This is what it would be like for God to become man, to understand his renunciation of his position in heaven and his humiliation to keep his mouth shut when mom and dad were having a discussion of scriptures and he wants to say to them, I was there when it was written. Ask me. He can't do that. Do we get it yet? Are we getting there yet? And yet he became a babe in a manger, depending on a mother for sustenance. This is, this is beyond me. I don't understand why deity would want to become dust, but he did. Thank you.